And hello, everybody. My name is Jacob Ayer, and alongside me are Jake McGrail, Corey Branson, Claire Eccles, Michael Liu. Lou, correct me if I'm wrong there. All good. All good. And Alan and Byron Wang of CITR Sports, broadcasting from UBC's campus on the unceded grounds of the Musqueam people. You're listening to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9, always keeping you up to date with the latest UBC Thunderbirds news, standings, and stories. And yeah, Michael Liu, he's a new voice on the show. Welcome on in. You're a part-time Thunderbird mascot. Amazing. And now a full-time member of the show, Michael Liu. How does it do? What do you have to say to the people out there? Well, happy to be on board. Um, really excited to be a part of the show. And, well, couple that with my part-time job as a Quidditch player, it kind of just makes sense to be here. So Quidditch player and mascot, which of the two is more entertaining for you? I have to say Quidditch just because you're running wow. around on brooms. Any any terrible stories from the mascot? I've heard some pretty terrible stories from other mascots. <laughs> um a baseball game had me trapped in that costume with no water or nothing, no breaks for four hours in, <laughs> in the middle of August. Yikes. So that was my horror story in there. Well, folks, you're getting a very unique perspective from Michael. Thanks for being a part of the team. And besides the new member, we have a very special and extra jam-packed episode for you here today. To start things off, we're going to we- recap a wild run for UBC men's basketball which ended up culminating in a U-Sports bronze medal finish. Congrats to them. Then we're going to travel down to Oregon, see what happened in a three com- in the three conference games for softball. We will have our resident softball expert, Claire, give us the play-by-play. And then a four-game series also in Oregon with baseball. Then we conclude our weekly recap with some national awards in the basketball world for the T-Birds. And the piece de resistance of this episode here today is our special episode with a nearly 30-minute interview with UBC Thunderbird Olympic swimming medalists Emily Overholt and Marcus Thormeyer. We had the twins on the beat running the interview with them, our in-house swim experts. You're going to get to hear a lot, including an unfinished race, a pet stick bug, if you can believe it, and a future violin star. Really? Yeah, you better believe it. That's just the tip of the iceberg. You're going to want to stay tuned. Let's jump into the world of men's basketball. Yeah, the Thunderbirds took part in the national championship tournament for the second straight season and started the weekend off pretty great. They annihilated RSEQ champions Bishops 103-66 to in the quarterfinals. That was their second biggest win of the season. They led 31-13 to at the end of the first quarter, and they outscored the Gators by double digits in three of the four quarters. And Grant Audu led the way offensively with 25 points, 7 rebounds, and 3 steals. And 5 Thunderbirds scored double digits. They shot 50% from the field, while Bishops shot 28%. UBC also dominated on the glass, grabbing 56 rebounds, their second highest total of the season. Brian Wallach led that category with 13 boards, 6 of them on the offensive end. That's my son! (laughs) Love Wallach, sorry. He's, He's my Lincoln Rosebush. Okay. Uh, that that meant a rematch with Dalhousie in the semifinals, my favorite team in U Sports. And for the second straight season, the Thunderbirds were beaten at Nationals by the Tigers. They were outscored every quarter and lost 84-55, to their lowest scoring game in over a decade. Jaden Cohey and Manwoop Claire were the most efficient offensive players. They scored a combined 35 points on 11 for 31 shooting. The rest of the team g- combined for 20 points on 6 for 31 yeah, shooting. It's not great. It's not great. I no. couldn't even 
And the reason I said over a decade is because I couldn't actually find a time where they scored less than 55 points in a game because the UBC schedule on their website didn't go back further than 10 years. Wow. So who knows? Might might have been the low scoring game in 20 years. I think this is where we go to the historian Fred Hume here <laughs> at UBC. Maybe he has the inside details. When were they that bad before? definitely been a while i feel like at least offensively ubc's kind of been a perennial juggernaut we'll see what happens fortunately was not the case again in the semifinals (laughs) definitely not it's those damn (laughs) those damn dalhousie tigers yeah Tigers. uh thankfully the thunderbirds bounced back and claimed the bronze medal by beating western 99 to 82 claire showed out in his final university game scoring a career high 39 points along with 10 rebounds and five assists Kohi, the other fifth-year senior, recorded 20 points and six assists. Go from a game where you score 55 points as a team, and the next game someone scores 39 by themselves. <laughs> quite the quite the turnaround. Yeah, and this third-place finish is UBC's best at eSports since they were runner-up in 2010. Congratulations to Carlton, who beat Dalhousie in the final to win. Did we ever doubt it? I mean, <laughs> when does Carlton not show up? They're consistently, oh, Interesting story time. Carlton, do you remember what we were talking about last week, everyone? Or at least to some of you guys. Yes, I remember. Mason Borsier. (sighs) Ex-Thunderbird. Interestingly, didn't appear in a lot of games at the beginning of the season. Everyone was like, hmm, why? We had some perhaps inside details, but the real reason seems to be he just didn't think UBC was good enough for him. So what did he do? Well, he went to Carlton and rode a bench. And I don't know how much playing time he ended up seeing. He's a great player. He wasn't eligible to play this year because he, right. he had to sit out this year for transferring, so he'll play next year. So he'll play next year. We'll see how much play time he gets, but now he's at the uh, the number one school, at least in terms of basketball, for Canada upcoming year. Very interesting. Speaking of uh, riding the bench, I'm actually going to provide the Lincoln Rosebush update now. Oh, oh yes. I look back. Time to roast look, Jake. If you look into the Canada West playoffs and the U Sports National Championship for the men's basketball team, in games where Lincoln Rosebush had five or fewer minutes, the Thunderbirds were 5-0. and Whenever Lincoln Rosebush had more than five minutes, the Thunderbirds lost. So it's kind of like a plus-minus on an overall game record. The, the more that he comes into the game, the worse that the Thunderbirds <laughs> play. Wow. Jake, I, anything to retaliate? I will not stand for this unsubstantiated <laughs> slander. <laughs> I don't know what I've done to deserve this. <laughs> Yikes. And then, I don't know. I mean, at least they got third place overall. Bronze is pretty good finish. And... Baseball didn't do too poorly either this past weekend. Yeah, uh, the UBC Thunderbirds did enough to stay in second in the NAIA, splitting their weekend series with the Corbin Warriors uh, at the Volcano Stadium in Kaiser, Oregon. The Birds had a steady showing on both days, having to wait out some inclement weather, of course, in the Northwest, uh, meaning the series wasn't able to begin until Saturday afternoon. In Game 1, the Birds started off with a run in the top of the first, and after the Warriors tied it, they retook the lead in the top of the seventh, where Ryan Badel hit a two-RBI double. Unfortunately, Corvin responded in their half of the inning with three runs, all with two outs, so really working some two-out magic there. They ended up leading to a, that led to a 4-3 loss for the Thunderbirds. A game two, different story. UBC put on a batting clinic. They jumped out to a 5-0 lead by the sixth inning, ended with an impressive 7-2 victory. 
Jake Lamferman and Jordan Dre each had two RBIs, while Jared Spearing was a star on the mound, pitched six scoreless innings, allowed just four hits, and struck out a career-high 14 batters. 14 Ks. That's within two of the school record. I think it, Windler, it was one w- short. One short. Did Windler put up 15 last season? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Windler had a complete game in that one while Spearing only did six innings. He only faced, like, 25 batters or something like Very that. Very impressive. Very impressive. And Game 3 on Sunday saw the T-Birds pick up from where they left off on Saturday with the offense scoring six runs in the first three innings and winning 7-3. to three. Seven members of the Thunderbirds starting nine, starting nine recorded a hit with Badel and Cameron Sanderson leading the way with two each. Game 4 on Sunday, the bats cooled off a little bit. It was a lower scoring affair. The Thunderbirds took a 2-1 lead in the 7th with Austin Butler scoring his second run of the game. But Corbin tied it in the bottom half of the inning and then won it in the 10th on a walk-off sack fly. And then UBC now has a brief break from conference play, and they will head to Lawrenceville, Georgia, to the deep south this weekend to play four games against Indiana Tech and Georgia Gwinnett in the Georgia Gwinnett Grizzly Classic. doesn't really make sense that they have the Grizzly Classic. You would think that would be more of a Pacific Northwest (laughs) thing. But regardless, both those teams are ranked top 10 in the entire NAIA, so it will be... Formidable opponents, to say the least. Softball had a bit of a rough go on their trip to Eastern Oregon this past weekend. They played three conference games against the EOU Mountaineers and lost all three by close margins. This was the beginning of a stretch of 16 games in 16 days that will make a big impact on where they will finish in the standings come the end of season. Yeah, game one was a tight race up until the end. The team's all tied up at 7-7 going into the bottom of the sixth, but that was where EOU broke away with five runs in the inning. They won the game eventually 12-9. Both teams finished with 14 total hits, and Taylor Jones, Casa Courtney, and Hannah Hansen all had three hit games for UBC. Game two was another tough loss as UBC had a one-run lead in the sixth inning, but once again couldn't close it out as EOU tied it in the bottom of the 6th and hit a walk-off single in the bottom of the 7th. Courtney stood out in this one with a double and home run for the Birds. In Game 3, UBC looked strong for the majority of the game, holding an 8-3 lead until the bottom of the 6th, and like the other few games before, must have been a curse on a 6th inning, uh, they gave up 6 runs to the EOU and were shut up. Do I hear a 6-6-6? Oh, Lord. Is this the work of the devil against the Thunderbirds? What did they do to cross you, Lord? What happened? Oregon sold their soul. (laughs) Well, you know, Salem, Oregon, witches. I'm just saying. Conspiracy theory alert. (laughs) Who knows? It really must have been because they then got shut out at the top of the top half of the seventh and went on to lose 9-8, so... Take take what it from me will. Must be the devil. <laughs> a very tough weekend, a very cursed weekend, one might say, uh, and a tough way to end it in particular. Though there were some positives. Uh, this included rookie Hannah Hansen. She launched her first UBC home run. And then second year, Nicole Salas. She hit four for four, a couple RBIs as well. Not bad from her standpoint. Yeah, the girls are set to take place to play today against the Northwest University Eagles at home, but both games have been postponed due to rain. They're scheduled to face Providence Friday and Saturday at home in two doubleheaders. Hopefully with some better weather upcoming. We'll see what happens. 
We're going to move back into the world of basketball here briefly. Fittingly, after being mentioned ad nauseum on the show this season, a couple standout Thunderbird basketball stars were recognized at the All-Canadian Awards in Ottawa last week. Keelan Filowich translated her stratospheric season into national first-team honors, while Jaden Cohey's floor general heroics netted him a second consecutive second-team nod. I mean, not really a surprise that Filowich was named to the first team, given that she was named the Canada West Player of the Year last week. Definitely earned it. Averaged a double-double per game, just over 19 points and 10 rebounds on average, ranking 8th and 4th in the country, respectively. And she led all of U-Sports in field goal percentage at just over 59%. Very impressive, considering the amount of points and shots she was putting up. Not too shabby, to say the least. Meanwhile, on the men's side, Jaden Cohey, who transferred two years ago from Utah, keep in mind, received his award thanks to his performance in a number of categories. His 19.1 points per game and 42.3% from beyond the arc led the Thunderbirds, as it is 5.7 assists per game. That slotted him actually fourth nationwide in that category. Beyond that, Kobe was a motor driving the nation's second-ranked offense, which put up an average of 93.5 points per game. There's that offense we were talking it, about. It just, Did not show up against Dalhousie. Does, doesn't work against uh, maritime teams, I guess. Right. It's hard so, to travel that far across the country. <laughs> and then keep, maybe it was jet lag. Yeah, we'll, we'll it chalk doesn't it make up sense. It wouldn't make sense to be jet lag, given that it was their second game of the weekend. But <laughs> Hey, we're trying to cut them a break here. Bishops is just that bad. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. We're going to take a quick break now for ads and PSAs. Do not go anywhere. Coming up is our exclusive interview with two Thunderbird Olympians, Emily Overholt and Marcus Thormeyer of UBC Swim and Canada Swim. You're going to want to listen. We'll be back in just two minutes. to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. Accessibility disability, mental health, ADHD and ADD, and many, many more topics we explore and cover. But where? On On CITR's All Access Pass. A unique and collectively run show on equity, inclusion, and creating awareness for people of all abilities in BC and around the world. Catch us every other Wednesday afternoon from 3 to 4. If you want more info or want to get involved, please find us on Facebook or send us an email at accessibilitycollective at citr.ca. And welcome back to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. In this moment, we will begin a 30-minute in-depth interview with Olympic swimming medalists and UBC Thunderbirds, Emily Overhull and Marcus Thormeyer. Sit back and listen in. Hello everybody, hope you're doing well. You're listening to Thunderbird Eye on CITR Sports 101.9 FM. My name is Byron Wang and with me is my twin Alan Wang and two very special guests. These two are well-known Thunderbird athletes who have certainly... We are having, unfortunately, some technical difficulties at this moment. 
So I'm just going to take a look at uh, what's coming up this coming weekend now instead of after the interview, and then we'll get back to the interview with Thormeyer and Overholt. As mentioned, the softball games this weekend are postponed. Uh, Claire, with when they're postponed, like is it something like tomorrow, you think, or later in the season? Um, I'm not too sure. I believe they were supposed to play them next week on Tuesday as well. Um, it was actually c- canceled for a brief short time, but because I guess Northwestern School had been shut down for corona, um, but they are just a few hours away, so I think they could drive up at any time. That works. I'm sure the coach will figure something out. Okay, now we are ready to head back into the interview with Thormeyer and uh, Overholt. Such as the 2016 Rio Olympics, the Tokyo 2018 Pan Pacific Championships, and the Guangzhou 2019 FINA World Championships, we present to you the Poseidons of UBC, Emily Overholt and Marcus Thormeyer. Before we begin, for those of you that missed it, the UBC T-Birds overwhelmed the competition a few weeks ago at the U Sports Championships that took place at the Sandwich Pool at Victoria. A huge congratulations on being the national champions for the fourth year in a row. So first off, do you guys mind telling us a bit about yourselves, what year you're in, maybe what you're studying at all? Uh, let's start with, how about we start with you, Marcus? Oh, um, yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Marcus. Uh, I'm in fourth year here at UBC, and I'm studying environmental science with a focus on conservation and ecology. Uh, yeah, is that like, is that? Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's good. That's cool. good. All right, and then moving on to you, Emily. How about you? Hi, I'm Emily. I'm in my third year of kinesiology, um, and I'm doing a psych minor. Okay, all right. So we'll start with Emily this time. Um, what got you guys into the sport of swimming? Like, um, I started swimming when I was eight years old, uh, mostly because my friends were doing it, and I was just trying some different <laughs> sports. So, yeah, I kind of just followed my friends. Okay, so did you start off swimming like at a competitive like swim team, or through like swim lessons, or like how did exactly did you start off? Yeah, I did swim lessons when I was young, um, and then I joined a swim team in West Van, and. Yeah, it started competitive swimming when I was eight. Okay. All right. How about you, Marcus? Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, – actually, I don't know if it's similar at all. My mom just made me when I was a kid, and then she uh, didn't really let me quit, and then I just kept on doing it, and then I stopped wanting to quit, I guess. <laughs> okay, okay. And I just right. kept on swimming here. Yeah, I am, and then so. d- uh, did you also do swim lessons? Yeah, but they were pretty bad. Uh, what like when I was a kid, you know, everyone does that. Yeah. Like what are they like swimmer level stuff? But I don't know. They just didn't like me. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I never passed level ten myself. Yeah. So. I actually failed level nine like a million times. Did you guys finish all your lessons or? No, I got stopped really early on at like level three or something. Okay. Wherever like they did the frog kick. They okay. Were, like you can't do that. <laughs> Right, okay. Yeah, if only your instructors could see you now. <laughs> yeah. All right, and uh, what made you guys choose the T-Birds? Let's start with um, Emily this time. Um, well, I started training at the High Performance Center when I was in grade 12, and um, I took a gap year to train for the Olympics, so it was a pretty easy transition to uh, start at UBC the next fall. Um, I saw what the team was like being out here with the center, and, and I 
kind of got to know a lot of them. So it was a pretty easy decision for me to stay and train at UBC. All right, that's reasonable. And then uh, for you, Marcus? Uh, a big part of why I chose to be at UBC was also the uh, academic program because, like, the environmental science program, I think, is one of the top in Canada. And then also, yeah, Emily was here and, like, all my other friends. So it's like, <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, so you did your research before coming to UBC? Yeah. Right, okay. And then, um, so it's pretty clear that you two are some of Canada's top swimmers. Marcus, you currently hold the... Uh, 100-meter and 200-meter backstroke Canadian record. Um, Emily, you hold the 400 IM record. Um, when you first started competitive swimming, how far did you imagine yourself going? Uh, do you want to start, Marcus? Yeah. Uh, um, I didn't really think about that when I first started. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's because my mom was making me do it. <laughs> but um, when I started to get older and, like, towards the end of high school and, like, the beginning of university. Uh, yeah, all that stuff became goals, kind of to be the best in Canada, like, the best there ever was, because that's, like, what it takes to be good in the world now. You have to, like, beat everyone mm -hmm. and then some. So, yeah. Uh, and then how about you, Emily? Yeah, I think similar to Marcus, it just kind of happened. Um, I was going through the sport in high school and then, um, I don't know, I just kind of started getting better and then I made real goal goals for myself to make the national team and, and go from there. So um, yeah, I just really had fun and set goals and I didn't really think I would end up here, but here we are. Oh, so you, you took it, like, step by step, right? Like, individual small goals until you reached, like, Olympics. And, and you just, like, how did I get here all of a sudden? Yeah. All right. Okay, and um, every four years, for those listening, the Canadian swimming trials are quite special. Um, it's a competition that ultimately determines who represents Canada at the Olympics. Um, with trials coming up at the end of March, how are you two feeling about it? Um, are, you, are you satisfied with the speed that you're showing so far in the season? Um, do you want to start, Emily? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to trials. Um, we've had a bit of a different season this year with the ISL, so I've put in a really big block of training since Christmas, and I'm feeling really good. U-Sports was a really good meet to set up and get ready for Olympic trials, so I'm really looking forward to it. Okay, and then Marcus, how about you? Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, it's just another opportunity to race and then go fast, and it's kind of like whatever happens, happens, so I'm just hoping it's good. Yeah, so you're just going with the flow. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, best of luck to you two. And then um, what was it like for you guys to compete at your first international-level swim meet, and uh, how did that compare with when you qualified for the Rio Olympics in 2016? Uh, Marcus, do you want to start this time? Uh, sure. Um, I guess... My first real international summit was the uh, 2015 Pan American Games in Toronto, and that was kind of that was really exciting because it was in Toronto, so it was like all the Canadians were there and cheering all the Canadians and everything. Like, I actually swam really bad, to be honest. <laughs> I, I got food poisoning, but Ooh, okay. yeah, it wasn't pretty. Um, it was actually <laughs> like really gross, but yeah, during oh, the meet. Okay, that is yeah, so I was swimming like garbage, but. 
you know, just like I knew that like the, all the Canada fans, they didn't care. They were like, hey, it's like a Canadian yeah, guy. That's let's true. Right, let's right. cheer for him. So I was, that was really, that was like, yeah, I'm pretty much representing the best country there is ever. So being able to like qualify for the 2016 Olympics in Rio, that was like just another opportunity for me to go and represent the best country there is ever. <laughs> yeah, and then how about you, Emily? Uh, my first national team was 2014 um, Commonwealth Games, and I was just a total rookie. I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, but then two years later, Olympic trials came around, and I felt like I was a bit more prepared and a bit more experienced. So, But it was a really good feeling to make... Um, the Olympic team, especially at 18 and with a bunch of my friends, it was a really good time. All right. So now on the topic of like preparation, more like many people don't, um, they don't realize the amount of practice that goes into swimming. Do you guys mind telling us what your standard week of practice looks like? I'm assuming you two have like the similar uh, training schedule. So um, Emily, do you want to start? Yeah, our training schedule is pretty similar, but Marcus... Let's do uh, skip workouts here and there for school. Oh, so, oh, okay. um, yeah, we swim um, nine times a week, and we have weights um, two or three times a week, some on-deck dry land circuits, stuff like mm. that. Okay, and is each each um, practice in the water, how long would that usually be for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> About two hours. About two hours, Okay. All right. So like, if you practice like nine times and not even including swimming, it's just practices, um, how do you guys manage your life? Like balancing swimming, schoolwork, and like social interactions with friends. Like how do you guys all balance that? Marcus, you want to start this one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'm a huge balance guy, you know. I love having other things going on that's not swimming because, yeah, what is that, like eight times a week? Well, I swim eight times a week. I can't do nine. That's okay, bit, all right. No, that's, that's a bit aggressive. <laughs> um, but, yeah, eight times a week, that's, like, pretty – it's, like, honestly invasive, you know? Like, <laughs> if that's, if that's right, the only thing that. you do, you kind of go crazy. So I'm all about maximizing my time outside of the pool with, like – like, I actually want to go to class and – some will study sometimes. I want to study sometimes. But, right. But okay. I actually want to do things that aren't swimming so that my whole life isn't swimming and I, like, just try and hang out with my friends as much as possible and, like, I don't know, like, go out, I don't know, Earl's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, just being curious for me, do you guys um, do you guys ever, like, sleep in for morning practice at all? Yeah. Really? Is it, like, often? No, no, no. Yeah. no. I, I haven't slept in since I was, like, probably 16. I don't know. Really? Okay. Because I know that with cause, myself. Um, <laughs> when I used to, I swam the story nights um, until when I got here because I couldn't join the team. I always, I don't know, sometimes I was doing homework up until, like, 5 a.m., and then that's when I should uh, wake up for practice. So what? I ended up pulling, like, an all-nighter. <laughs> what? Yeah, so, yeah no. that, that was rough. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, I, if I'm, yeah, I don't know, if I'm tired, I'm just like, what's the point of going, right? Right. Because okay. then you'll just like, some like garbage. And <laughs> All right, that's true. All right. And in your personal opinion, what's the most grueling part about the sport of swimming? Like, there's obviously a lot of things. Can you guys like pinpoint a certain thing about the sport? Oh, my God. 
<laughs> getting in the water. Oh, yeah. getting in it's the water. so cold. Yeah, it's like the worst thing in the world. I'm always the last one <laughs> to get in the water, and the only reason I get in is because the coach is yelling at me, and I have nothing. I just I hate it. So it's the uh, worst. I think that's a fair. Reason. The yeah, worst yeah. part of my day every day would probably be getting in the water. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about you, Emily? Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> the water is really cold. Um, but I like the hot tub after. That's that's a good part of the day, I oh, would say. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And then um, you both have lots of seniority and experience under the belt. How have you taken on the role of being veteran leaders on your team? Uh, do you want to start, Emily? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, <laughs> um, I guess I would say that... Um, I don't really feel like a veteran. I don't know about you, Marcus, but... Um, I do, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you do, Marcus? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I guess um, I always feel like I'm learning and getting better, so I don't really feel like any kind of... I don't know. I still feel like a rookie sometimes. Okay. All right. How about you, Marcus? Do you ever feel like you're you're a veteran leader on the team? Well, yeah, actually. Uh, <laughs> no, it's because um, the varsity team is, like, there's really no one older than us. So, like, yeah, uh, last year I was the team captain, so I kind of, like, had to do a little bit of that stuff. And, yeah, what Emily said is, like, we're we're constantly still growing because we're still, like, relatively young in the swimming world and learning new things. But I think that I've been able to kind of use that and like give like teach the younger swimmers like what some of my life lessons so they don't make those mistakes kind of thing and like kind of tried to lead by example as well so there's that um but yeah I think yeah you're you're a leader though (laughs) I think you should all right uh, and then same (laughs) and then uh all right, so you want to go? Okay, sure. So from the U Sports Championships just a week ago, where you both helped your teams clinch their fourth straight national title, what was your highlight of the meet? Was there a certain race that was like that stood out to you guys? Marcus, do you want to start for this one? Uh, yeah, I think. Well, I guess not really. I don't know. A certain race would be like not. I don't, I don't think there was one race, but there was like a pretty much every race I guess would be that because after every race before every race and after every race there was like this because I don't know this energy or like this atmosphere around the T-Birds that like we didn't know if we were going to win so before it's super you're kind of like anxious almost kind of like so suspenseful you're like what's going to happen and then after it's super exciting because literally everyone swam fast so I don't yeah so it was like every race like I can't like the woman's four by one free. Would you guys come down to like less than a second? How close is it? Um, I don't know. Like, it was very close. Yeah. yeah. So that was stuff like that. Except I would say that that was my favorite race, but like that kept on happening like throughout the competition. Like we just kept on like every all the teamers just kept on like hitting the wall just this much ahead of the comp. Like very small ahead of the competition. So like I, I can't pinpoint one exact moment. 
Right. Okay. I think that's reasonable. How about you, Emily? Did you have like a certain race, or was just in general really? I think what Marcus said. Um, the vibe at U Sports is just so different from any other meet that we go to because you're racing for the team and it's all about just getting points and helping get the team to the win. So um, I think for me, the relays were really fun. Um, the women's side won all three relays, which we haven't done in a really long time. And all of them were really close. So <laughs> it's really fun to just um, get the win, especially with the team and racing with all those other girls. So it was a lot of fun. Okay. All right. And then um, moving further beyond U Sports, how about in your swimming career? Do you have like a certain meet or a certain race that just really stuck out to you guys at all? Um, Emily, do you want to start this time? I know it's really it's really hard to choose because obviously you've had like a lot of really crazy meets, right? But if you were to choose one, could you like could you pick one maybe? Yeah. <laughs> I guess um, my favorite memories from the sport. Um, I think. Pan Am Games in 2015 was a really incredible experience because we were racing in front of a home crowd. Um, we were really young, and so we were just having so much fun. And um, I had a lot of really close races, um, one DQ, and uh, so the whole meet was just um, a really great experience racing in front of all these Canadian fans and also like my family and friends and everyone. So I think that whole meet was definitely a highlight. All right. How about you, Marcus? Do you have a uh, specific race or meet in your life? Yeah. Um, for me, it'd probably be the Commonwealth games in 2018 because in 2017, I just had like the worst summer of my life swimming wise. I just swam so bad, like the whole summer, like three meets in a row which is, like, a lot. And the summer was just so long. It went to, like, August. So after that summer, I was like, do I really want to be doing this? And right, then... Okay. But then I came back anyway, and I was like, fine, I'll do another year, whatever. And then I kind of, like, changed a lot of things about my swimming. I, like, went to way less workouts and then <laughs> did that whole balance thing that I talked about earlier. And then at the Commonwealth Games, I did, like, huge best times, and I swam fast and actually had fun. So I was like, okay, and I think that was kind of like the first stepping stone for me or of like many just to like improve. So I think that was nice for me because it was like, okay, kind of felt like, okay, now I'm finally doing something right after having just like a trash year, like mm -hmm. kind of got myself back on track and was able to build off of that, even like continuing that today. Right. Okay. And um, moving even, like, past certain races, do you guys have any uh, dream – do you have, like, a dream or ultimate goal in swimming? Um, Marcus, let's start with you, maybe. Uh, I think, yeah, uh, everyone has, like, the whole, like, Olympic medal dream, I think. And I do, too. Um, yeah, it doesn't really go, <laughs> go past <laughs> that, I think. Right, okay. Yeah, obviously just meddling at the Olympics, and but doing it the right way, you know? Right. Not, like, getting super intense and, like, losing who I am as a person along the way. Oh, right, right. Okay. All right. That's fair. And how about you, Emily? Do you have a specific goal that you want to reach in swimming? Yeah, I guess the same <laughs> as Marcus. Um, it's kind of scary um, talking about, like, goals that are that far ahead, especially 
because we haven't actually qualified for Tokyo yet. So I really like to take it just one step at a time. Um, Smaller goals along the way. So we have Olympic trials in a couple weeks. Um, Definitely have goals for that meet. Um, Get on the team, obviously. So um, I just take it one step at a time. Okay, and then let's backtrack a bit. Do you remember your very first swim race? And how was that for you? Yeah, Marcus, do you want to start? <laughs> I do remember it. It was really bad. It yeah, was a what, what race was that? It was the I was like just, just a child. Um, I don't even know what what was going on, but it was. I'm pretty sure it was the 200 free, you, 200 meter free. You style. started with the yeah. 200 free. <laughs> I was in a I was in a kind of intense program because um, my mom wanted me to swim, but she also didn't want. She want, so my brother was swimming, which is why I swam. And she was like, okay, but I'm not – my brother was way better than me. He's like three years older than me. So she was like, okay, but I'm not going to drive to the pool twice. So you're just going to have to be in his program. So I was like, whatever, just like a little <laughs> kid. And he was like older than me. And they just threw me in with all these like older kids. So then they were like, yeah, first meet, yeah, 200 free or something. <laughs> and I was like, that's, okay. That must have been rough. Like heat one, like no time anyway. Um <laughs> I did it, and then I touched the wall, and everyone was like, "What are you doing? You're not done." And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, what do you mean?" And then I had like another fifty left, but I didn't believe them, so I like went halfway down, and I was like, "Are you sure?" And I like looked back at everyone. And I was like, "Am I supposed to be going?" And I was just like, "Probably, like, yeah." That was just a catastrophic. It was <laughs> probably mean, it's, scarring. It's a good I, learning experience. Yeah, I, think. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> That's my first race, I Honestly, guess. Honestly, starting off at 200 free, that's really rough. Yeah. I think normally people start with like a 50 free. Like or? 25 breast or something. Yeah, maybe, maybe something <laughs> like that. Um, how about you, Emily? Maybe like, do you start with like a 400 <laughs> IM or no, a 200 no, butterfly? Not at all. Um, I don't really have a good story like that. Um, I don't really remember my first race, but I do remember being like a little kid at my swim club and we would do like time trials and stuff and... Um, my coach was really intense when we were young, <laughs> so I would do, like, 400 fly, like, stuff like that. Oh, okay. um, when you were young? Yeah, when I was too young to be doing that. <laughs> um, I can't even imagine doing that now. But <laughs> it <was like> grueling <laughs> tactics. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of stuff like that when I was young. Okay, um, and, uh... Do you have any pre-race rituals that you two do? Because uh, like I know a lot of people like like to slap themselves. They do the the arm thing. That's kind of intense. I just like <laughs> crack my fingers. You just crack your fingers. You crack like, your you fingers and my block, neck. And that's, you're yeah, just, you're just there, just like silently. It's kind of scary when people just like hit themselves and like slap themselves. It gets kind of crazy, and then like uh, it's really loud too in like a closed room. Right. right. And then everyone starts doing it, and then. Just the, all these loud noises over and over. And then people, like, bruise themselves because yeah, they like, hit themselves so hard. And I'm like, I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> and I can't do that arm thing. Oh, you can't do that. I've never learned <laughs> how. Sorry. I don't know, yeah. Mm. All right. How about you, Emily? Do you have any uh, rituals at all before you race? Um. Yeah, I kind of hit myself a little bit. <laughs> I guess I, like... <laughs> okay, opposite. I don't okay. know, like punch my hips or <laughs> oh, something like that. I don't know. Quiet. But I also, like, have to stand on the left side of the block, like... I don't know why, but it just has to be on that side. And when the official is in the way, it's super annoying. Because <laughs> like, excuse me, could you Jeff's please like, move? Yeah. <laughs> Put your leg on the block yeah, and do the thing. Yeah, I have to, you have to step with 
whatever leg. I don't and know. And then I just pose. Have to stand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Always much. gotta be ready for those cameras. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then, obviously, you two are at the pool a lot. Are there any stories that you have from the pool that um, stick out to you? Like, whether that be um, embarrassing or amazing? I mean, maybe other than your uh, first 200 free. <laughs> Do you want to start, Marcus? Embarrassing. Is there? I have lots of embarrassing, embarrassing. Yeah, kind of yeah. putting you two on the spot here, but I'll, I'll give you some time to think about I don't that. Know. Like PG, right? Uh, preferably, yes. Yeah. Preferably. <laughs> um, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Miscounting a 200 free is pretty embarrassing. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I guess that, that's it, really. <laughs> I don't have any. Okay, sure. Any shareable stories. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, Emily, do you have one? If not, we'll just move on to the next question, or... Anything coming to you right now? No, nothing's coming. <laughs> no, to me. okay. Um, and then from outside the pool, what are your other hobbies or interests? And then, uh, do you want to start, Emily? Um, I just like to hang out with my friends. Um, I have a dog at home too, so I like to see him a lot. Um, that's pretty much it. We don't have a lot of time. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's like gotta make full-on hobbies, like right, right. That's yeah. true. No, we do. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and, and you also like bounce school as well, right? Yeah. Okay. And then uh, Marcus, how about you? Yeah. So um, I'm actually recently I've decided that <laughs> I'm gonna learn how to play the violin. <laughs> okay. All um. Right. So my hobbies are very intense in that they like will come and go like super abruptly and very very strong. So I think at one point I was doing a bunch of painting. Uh, what else has there been? Like cooking and baking was kind of intense too. Uh, reading. Just, but like all these are like, like for like, like I don't do it and then I'll do it really intense and get like super fixated and like start showing up to the pool late and like getting really antsy, <laughs> like trying to leave it's like the taking pool. over your life. <laughs> yeah, and I, <laughs> I want to like leave the pool early because I'm like, I have to do this stuff. Like, like, yeah, so there's there's that. So pretty much anything you can think of, like video games too. Um, decorating my room, that got pretty crazy. Uh, and like, um, yeah, what else? <laughs> anything else really? And you've you've got quite the list already. Yeah, yeah I think I think it's like kind of crazy. I don't know. And I have a pet stick bug, but it's like getting old. So, <laughs> oh, you you still have the yeah yeah like in your dorm. It's or? recent. Yeah, it's a uh, just sitting there. <laughs> All right, and then we're nearing the end. So for any aspiring swimmers, whether they're just stepping foot into the sport or they're already experienced. Do you guys have any advice to um, athletes wanting to reach that university varsity level? Uh, do you want to start, Marcus? Yeah. Um, I would say, well, I don't know. Uh, for me personally, what I would say actually would just be just have fun with it and don't don't get too serious. Or like, unless that's your thing, unless getting serious is your thing, then do it. But don't like sacrifice who you are and like, make this your whole identity because that can get kind of unhealthy at some points I think so just have fun with it keep it light and yeah just try your best because at the end of the day if you have fun and you tried your best like no one can take anything away from you that's just 
that's it, you know? Yeah, and then how about you, Emily? Um, kind of like what Marcus said, I think having balance is super important, and it definitely helped me to get to where I am today, um, having some other things going on and not getting too worked up about the sport um, and just, yeah, having fun, I think, is a huge, huge thing. Okay. All right, so that actually brings an end to the questions that we have for you guys. Do you have any final comments you want to say at all? Uh, do you, like, have... I don't know. Sorry? Do you, like, no, I'm no. just... Do you, do you have anything? No. No. No? Okay, all right. <laughs> and I guess that concludes this special interview. <laughs> A huge thanks to both of you for agreeing to come out and talk with us today. Again, huge congratulations on the U Sports title, and best of luck in the upcoming trials and future meets. For those listening, this has been an interview with UBC swimmers Emily Overholt and Marcus Thormeyer on Thunderbird Eye, CITR 101.9 FM. Thanks for listening, and have a great rest of your day. And that was the interview with Olympic swimming medalists and Thunderbird athletes Marcus Thormeyer and Emily Overholt. They'll be swimming at the Canadian Swimming Trials at the end of this month at the Toronto Pan Am Sports Centre for a spot in the upcoming Olympics. Best of luck to them. And now before we head out, we're going to take a brief look at the upcoming UBC sporting events. And the biggest one this weekend is the Men's Hockey National Championship Tournament. UBC will be playing in the quarterfinals on Friday. It'll be at 10 a.m. You can watch it free on the CBC Sports website or on the CBC Sports app. How awesome is that? They're streaming that now. It's pretty First year, great. yeah? Yeah, it's pretty great. Both hockey and basketball tournaments, all four of those being streamed by CBC. The Thunderbirds men's hockey team were given the eighth seed, so they will take on the first seed New Brunswick in the quarterfinals. Yikes. The the numbers do not look great for the Thunderbirds as UNBC are a complete powerhouse. They are thirty one. Did you just call them UNBC? Like you, you mix oh. the names. That, I love it. U UN UNB. Sorry. They are thirty one and five this season. They average five point three three goals per game, <laughs> which is first in the country. They allow 1.86 goals per game, which is first in the country. So they're averaging a win by over three and a half goals. No big deal. They won the AUS championship for the 13th straight season this year, and they've won three of the last four national championships. <laughs> well, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, uh, by comparison, UBC are a stellar 9-18-9 on the season. Uh, they average 2.57 goals per game. It's about uh, it's uh, 32nd in the country. Uh, they allow 2.99 <laughs> goals per game. 18th in the country. That's a lot better. Um, they made the Canada West final for the first time since 1978, so they're running a bit of a momentum streak. Hey, I've seen crazier things happen. <laughs> Don't count out those Thunderbirds. Who would have thought? Thunderbirds, U Sports. Why would you even bring that up? Look at them now. Look at them now. Who's talking? Eight seed. Yeah, that's right. They got in. Big things on the horizon. I predict. This isn't Jake's. Uh -oh. This isn't Jake's guarantee of the week. It will only be a one goal differential between those two teams. Are you? Are you, are you I'm not. I don't know who's gonna win, but it will only It'll be, be a, by one goal. One goal. That's my prediction. Not Jake's prediction. That's right now, folks. Are you ready for that? Unless we have other sports. No, we we do have other oh, okay. sports to cover. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I have to hold off. Hold off. Hold off. Uh, we got men's and women's golf on Thursday and Friday. They're both at the Rocky Mountain Boulder Creek Collegiate in Boulder City, Nevada. They're is a softball doubleheader. Hopefully, they'll happen against Providence on both Friday and Saturday. Baseball playing first against Indiana Tech 
on Friday. Then they play both Indiana Tech and Georgia Gwinnett on Saturday before playing Georgia Gwinnett on Sunday to conclude their four-game series. We got a Legends Cup game, UBC Men's Rugby taking on University of Victoria for the Whiteman boot. And we need to get back at them because they beat us in sevens women's. Yes, and they beat us the last time the men's teams played each oh, other. So geez. we, we got to get that revenge. Victoria, That's... Corey, what have you been doing? <laughs> you you and your home hometown team, they're messing with UBC. UBC rugby. The I, I say it every week. The better team wins. Wow. Okay. Well, we know where your priorities lie. We'll see who who's in the booth next week, Corey. <laughs> that is Saturday afternoon here. Uh, in Vancouver. Finally, there's another softball doubleheader. We'll see if they're actually able to play Northwest University, but given what Claire said about the university being shut down at the moment, I can't see that happening as things stand. And then there's one more men's and women's golf tournament, The playing at the Grandview Battle at Prim in Nipton, California, playing two tournaments in the span of less than a week. Very impressive. And now it is finally time for everyone's favorite segment, Jake's Guarantee of the Week. I think I'm a special one. 60% of the time, it works every time. So, last week, I guaranteed that men's basketball would go 2-1 at the National Championship Tournament, and that was correct. Wow, well, you look at that, folks. He's creeping up to 500. <laughs> yeah, I'm now 3-4 and four, uh, since I started this segment. Very stellar record. And <laughs> About as good as men's <laughs> hockey. <laughs> not not as good as men's hockey, and I'll be looking at men's hockey this weekend for my guarantee because that is the biggest UBC sporting event taking place. Drumroll, please. Jake, I guarantee that men's hockey will lose by at least four goals wow. in the quarterfinals <laughs> to that, UNB. That is a big loss. Well, we'll see who stands up. I predict a one-goal difference. I'm, hey. It may not. It may not even be a loss. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. That's my prediction. We're we're differing this week. At least I'm an optimist. <laughs> we see where we we see how you are, Jake. And with that, thank you all so much for tuning in to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. Besides listening to the show, the best way to keep up to date with UBC Thunderbirds news, standings, and stories is to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. That last one, YouTube, important. Check out at CITR Sports. That's all of our handles. But on YouTube. Our swimming interview that we showed you in audio form here today, yeah, it's going to video. So get ready for it. Two Olympians, two Thunderbirds, too much awesomeness. Two twins as well. Two twins. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Jake. I appreciate that. And you guys should appreciate our video, so go ahead and check check it out on YouTube at CITR Sports. You can also listen to the show on iTunes. Next up on CITR is Flower Power Hour at 2. That's in five minutes. we got to get out of here. For Thunderbird Eye, this has been Jacob, Jake, Corey, Allen, Byron, Claire, and Michael. Thank you for tuning in, and have a great rest of your day.